Dateline, September 5th, 2010. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 113 of the Airplane Geek Show. I'm Steve Fisher. With me, as always, is Grant McHeron. It's Father's Day this week in Australia. Happy Father's Day to you, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Happy Father's Day for you, too. And uh, just as a surprise for everyone, we've decided to bring in the um, cause of our Father's Day celebrations. How are you going, boys? Hello. I'm good. So with me at this end is my son, Chris. Say hello, Chris. How's it going? And over this side, unfortunate enough, sitting beside me is my boy, Nikolai. Hello. Of course, everybody's heard Nikolai before, and if you've listened to Playing Crazy Down Under, you've uh, you've heard Chris play the drums. Yeah. So yep. they're going to sit here and they're going to offer some, uh, well, informed commentary on the stories that we're talking about this week. What do you reckon about that, boys? Opinion enthusiasts. Opinions in one word. They're more like translations. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, the first story we've got this week uh, concerns a Qantas engine drama that happened uh, about uh, half an hour or so into a flight which departed from San Francisco and was en route to Sydney. Uh, looks like the number four engine grant of a... Uh, 747 uh, decided that uh, it had had its day and um, just picked that very moment to die. Yeah, I think it had been having too much partying while it was in San Francisco and just couldn't handle it anymore. It had an uncontained failure of uh, part of the engine that punched out through the nacelle, leaving a dirty, great gaping hole. What do you reckon about that engine, boys? What would you say? It had a... Fail. Epic fail. An epic fail indeed. Uh, Folks, here's some cockpit audio. Uh, It goes for about a minute or so that was recorded on, uh, we assume, live ATC. This is the conversation between the air traffic controllers and the captain of that Qantas 747. there you go, Grant. Handled very professionally and uh, we found some other uh, audio that was actually taken on a camera phone uh, inside the plane where uh, he was reassuring the passengers that, hey, no worries, we do this in the simulator all the time, we're trained for it and uh, hey, no problem. And apparently that did help calm everyone down and make them realise that it wasn't such a a big epic fail in this case, was it? Epic fail. Still claimed to be an epic fail by the munchkins. Now the really interesting thing about this one was that uh, whatever it is that came loose in that engine actually managed to uh, force its way outside of the uh, casing around that engine and uh, flew off into space and it left quite a uh, there's quite some dramatic pictures of that aircraft on the ground with a huge chunk of that uh, engine missing or at Not least the me. engine casing so uh, be interesting to see what happened there the one thing Grant that really annoyed me this week was the news report after news report after monotonous news report saying the word exploded yes well that's because they see flames shooting out the back apparently the flames went right past the end of the tail according to the passengers who are sitting there so a big long flame and uh, yeah they always just say explosion 
explosion and things like that. But really it was, uh, well, when anything goes wrong with a jet engine, you're going to get flames shooting out the back. If it had been an explosion, there wouldn't have been much left on the wing, would there? No, well, that's exactly right. So uh, at the moment, the aircraft, we assume, is still on the ground. Uh, last we heard, Qantas was actually ferrying another engine across with another 747. Uh, so I guess that particular affected aircraft will be on the ground for quite a few days there in San Francisco. And I'm sure it won't take long before they get it back in the air. I wonder, Grant, will it be the NTSB or the ATSB or perhaps even both that do a report on this? Yeah, both will be involved. The ATSB because it's a uh, an Australian aircraft and the NTSB because it happened in, in the US. But uh, yeah, I am looking forward to seeing what the cause was because there's some indication that it may have been linked to an um, airworthiness directive that's going around for that particular type of Rolls-Royce RB211 engine uh, related to component failures within, and that's kicking in as of September 27th at AD. So uh, there, there is a chance that this is related. But I believe, Nikolai, you wanted to say something? Media hypes up everything. They just make it sound so dramatic. Yeah. Explosion. That's why our parents do it. <laughs> oh, oh smack. But of course... One aspect of this is that it hasn't stopped Steve Pavinus, the head of the uh, engineering union, from saying, well, they were lucky it didn't go into the cabin. Well, I guess they are lucky that it did go into the cabin, but then again, I think it would have lost uh, a fair bit of velocity if it had already had to transit through the engine casing, uh, and particularly since this was an outboard engine, I mean, you know, would have had to uh, travel through a fair amount of obstacles before it would find its way to the uh, fuselage of the aircraft, so I think that's a bit dramatic, but uh, the other thing, of course, is that uh, the Qantas uh, media, media people, the spin doctors, they were out straight away claiming that, you know, this aircraft is always serviced in Australia, and 92%, I think, was the figure that was quoted of Qantas aircraft uh, service, uh, serviced and maintained in Australia. So uh, Qantas is obviously very sensitive to this issue and, of course, the, uh, the, you know, the union that uh, looks after the engineers... Uh, you know, of course, they're going to be pushing their wagon too. So it's 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 hard sometimes yeah. to find a, a balance between you know fact and and, and fiction and, and wish lists and all this sort of stuff. Um, you know, obviously, uh, and I've said this before, Grant. It just looks better when all our aircraft are serviced here in Australia, particularly for Qantas. So yeah, we'll see what happens with this one. Indeed, it's going to be interesting to see the uh, end results here. And as Nikolai said, yes, the uh, media does uh, hype things up. It's it's all about selling their newspapers, getting viewers to watch their t- their uh, TV shows, all that kind of stuff. Stuff, but it's also transient. This issue will be gone. It's, it's no longer being reported anymore over here. It's not being uh, researched, reviewed. They're not doing statistical analyses on how many flights are successful versus how many have problems, uh, comparing Qantas to other airlines. They're just not into that. We're long gone are the days of actual reporting and assessment and analysis and informed decision making and so on. It's all just about hype, hype, hype. That's why we have new media, so we can fill the gap, Grant. Well, there you go. There you media go. Media hates aviation. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, moving on to our second story here, guys, and we're talking about Virgin and Etihad uh, severing links. Now, uh, Grant, we talked about this last week, I think, where uh, there were some, some major changes in airline alliances down in this part of the world, and it looks like things are moving pretty quickly on that front. That's right. Last week, we reported how Virgin Blue, during their uh, financial year results reporting, announced that they were doing a big tie-up with Etihad. Uh, now, that was interesting because Virgin Blue was already in bed with Emirates, and Etihad was in bed with Qantas. Now, what we're seeing is, as we said would probably happen that Virgin Blue has already told Emirates that they're no longer going to play and dance with them. They're going to start winding that down. And Qantas, having discovered Etihad jumping into bed with Virgin, have said, oh no, not with you, and immediately started severing everything. It's not Etihad starting to talk to Qantas. Qantas have just taken the step saying, no, you're not playing with us. Goodbye. Guys, what's your translation on this whole relationship thing? Rejected. Chris, do you concur? That's exact. And pwned. 
Yeah, that too. <laughs> Rejected and ponage, huh? Yeah, yeah it's reponage. Yes, here at the Australia Desk, we're reaching out to the younger listener. Our, our kids are talking some strange language that Grant and I don't understand. What, 1998 yeah. language? <laughs> yeah, they're getting nasty now. We may, we may have to take them away and feed them some more raw beef so they settle down. Good as. And speaking of kiddies using entirely different language these days, well, Nikolai, that's so random, isn't it? Oh, God, that was totally like three days ago. <laughs> That was yeah. like so last year, wasn't that it? That was last <laughs> week's word. Yeah. <laughs> and tell us, boys, how much do you like going to the airport with Dad and watching aircraft? Isn't it fun? Sometimes. Yeah, me, but... Not often, but sometimes. <laughs> don't know about Chris, but I enjoy it. What do you guys like about airplanes? I like the fact that when I am young, when I was younger, I was cute, so I got to sit in, in all of them, but now I'm older. Yes, you and were just look cute. at me and think, oh, it's a teenager who'll break my aircraft. Yes, Nikolai, you were cute. What about you, Chris? What do you like about planes? Some of them look cool. Mm. I don't know much about planes. Do you reckon planes would be a lot cooler, Chris, if everybody had to play the drums before they learned how to fly? Yes. Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? And I'd be like a pilot ten times. Yeah. And what do you think about David Vanderhoof since he plays the drums? He's pretty cool. He's pretty awesome, isn't he? (laughs) What if he didn't play the drums? He'd be awesome anyway. Yeah, he's still he, awesome. He, he still he wouldn't be as cool, but he still would be cool. You know, I was I was uh, emailing backwards and forwards with Max this week, and he informs me that it's Labor Day, but he spelt it wrong. He left the U out. He leaves the U out, and he gets the date wrong. Everyone knows it's in May. Isn't yeah, it's it? in May. I don't know what he's talking about. And it's Father's Day in September. Anyway, folks, we hope you've enjoyed your Labor Day long weekend. We'll be speaking to you next week on episode one one four. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer, and I'm Grant McCarran, yeah. and this has been and Nikolai I'm... McCarran and. I'm Chris Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, folks. Bye. See you. See you. Ciao, y'all. <laughs>